0: Bonus episode as what Paul Heyman says for WrestleMania. Spoiler alert. Here we go. We see him catching the football. I wonder if he did that back in the day of high school. Here we go. Welcome, welcome to another edition of Raw Mind Sports, Sports Thursday edition, because you know my weekly episodes now every Friday, 7 p.m., and I give you the weekly update. I have, I'm going to have, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a little pages out of a few books, because, you know, that's what I can do. I'm going to have certain podcast guests come on every Friday night, different guests, you know, who want to be up here, and we're going to talk this sports talk. And we got my main man, none other. Welcome back to the show. You know, I heard you was out there in Hollywood on Melrose, is it Melrose Drive? Or Del Rose, I don't, I don't even I got the name wrong. Rodeo? Rodeo Drive. Lord, I keep messing up. See, Hollywood knows. They, they didn't even make a new one just for me. So with that I got Tony Tucker here. How you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Yeah,
1: you know I got to get out there and get fresh. Little Gucci suits and mob block. How you know, keep
0: your hands to yourself?
1: Of course. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an insane person who would just, you know, unprovoked and just go off on somebody. No, who would do that? Uh, No, it's been, it's been a minute. We got a lot to talk about in the world of sports. And uh, I I really do hope Ray shows up because I heard Ray's out here repping the Kansas city chiefs talking all sorts of incorrect nonsense about who runs the AFC
0: West going forward. And with that being said, I'm gonna try to hold off on that. But with that being said, php Eastern North Carolina 919 738 1507. Email Philip Lamprin at php Eastern NC at gmail.com. Use the promo code RAWMINE. Use the promo code RAWMINE. He has a special gift for you. And by the way, although it says Eastern, my main man Philip told me he got clients in Las Vegas and California. Matter of fact, he got a lot of clients there. He's trying to get back on the East Coast, although he is already on the East Coast. He's trying to pull back this way. So, you know, check out my man Life Insurance. Helps you with your financial, um, your financial portfolio, things like that. You know, taking a look at everything, your retirement. He has you. You know, use the promo code Raw Mind, he'll take care of you. With that being said, so let's start with a uh interesting topic here. Cleveland Browns. Watson, the new QB. Give me your raw thoughts on this one.
1: Oh my goodness! So this is this is a really tricky situation for me uh, personally because I would have liked to see more of the legal stuff play out. I get why the Browns did it. This organization is a complete and total dumpster fire. Has been Ooh, for woo. so long. Like, just think about the history that I can remember is they've been, they're the worst team in football, really. Like, worse than the Bengals, worse than the Lions. They don't even have, like, they don't even have, like, all-time greats. Like, at least the Lions had Barry Sanders, you know, like, and the Bengals had, you know, big-time players. Uh, Carson Palmer was pretty good. Ocho Cinco was a nice player. They've had guys come to, you think about the Browns, and Jim there's Brown. just been nothing to think about or talk about since Marty Schottenheimer and Bernie Kozar and Ernest Biner and like all the these teams from the 80s that lost to John Elway. So, like <clears throat> well, so how you D- doing, D- champ? Um <laughs> so when I look at this, it's like they had to do this. My my initial thought is the Browns are automatically they become a contender because they do have pieces on defense. And they have that run make game. Make sure you share to
0: your page to what yet, Derek. Go ahead. Are you talking to Derek or me? Yeah, I'm telling Derek. Make sure you share it to his page. He said, I'm just tuned in, and listening, to y'all. I'm telling him to make sure you share it. Go ahead. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Um, it, it, this immediately makes them contenders.
1: Maybe not in year one, right? Because we, I personally think the league has to do something at some point, and they have to say, like, I know you sat out last year. But you're going to get four games or six games or whatever it is. And I think that if Case Keenum has to come in, they probably don't win all those games. So from a football standpoint, uh, not my personal feelings, I think it's a great move for the Cleveland Browns. For the first time in their franchise, I really think they have a great quarterback. There's a few franchises. The Bears have still never had somebody that we recognize as like the guy or the quarterback. Uh, the Washington football team is another, uh, common, the commanders. So when I look around, I'm like, this is good for them. This is the Steelers are trying to find their quarterback. The Bengals have theirs. The Ravens have theirs. Now they can compete. Uh, it's, it's just weird for the first ever fully guaranteed contract of this length, right? We've seen cousins get some guaranteed contract, but of this length to go down in this time and situation and I know he hasn't been convicted of anything but it just feels like if if you're any quarterback like Justin Herbert my quarterback's to come to the market he's going to be like uh I won rookie of the year uh I've thrown for 5000 yards and I'm not in any legal trouble I want 500 million dollars fully guaranteed like you 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 have all of the bargaining power now because of the contract that the Browns gave And what's the, the kids always say thirsty, right? This was the (laughs) thirstiest move I've ever seen by the Browns. We heard one night, oh, the Browns are out of it. The Browns are no longer part of it. And then the Browns were like, hey, we will give you every single dollar guaranteed. And we're not even sure what's going to happen with these, these civil litigations that are, that are about to happen. You know, like we don't know what other stuff might come to light and reflect poorly on this organization or whatever. So like, but we're gonna give it to you because we need
0: it that bad. What are you what do you feel like? What do you think about this situation, Cleveland? Man, raw thoughts for me, Cleveland is always trying to chase that ghost off their back. Like every year, I mean, probably since I've been born. Um, Cleveland has always been chasing how they're gonna find a way to win a title, how they gonna get to the AFC Championship. How are they even going to be compatible? Like competitive, compatible, whatever. Um, so every year since I've been born, they've been chasing that, that franchise guy that can do certain things. They've been, (laughs) the crazy thing is like every year for some reason, it's a new coach, new QB, new QB, new QB, new QB, new coach, new QB, a lot, majority of the years, it's something different. And I think they're really trying to find that consistent part to it. You in the in the division with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, each and every year on a good year, you might be down for the count because most of the years you say AFC North from from now to probably back to 2005, you probably oh man, Cleveland who, Cleveland who? Yeah. So they're trying to find a mix to stay, keep their fans in the seats and compete. Simple. Um. They had so many quarterbacks come through there, and I ain't even seen him on the field with the, um, the Cleveland Browns, but I feel like this is the best move they probably ever made in about 20 years.
1: And I'm well, not saying Joe-
0: from a, a sports – go ahead, go ahead, Tony.
1: I was just going to say, Joe Thomas is probably the best Cleveland Brown that I can think of off the top of my head. He's an offensive lineman. Right, he, right. He, he played for like 30 different quarterbacks. That's not even a joke. Like 30 different starting quarterbacks he blocked for – in a nine-year career. And then everybody was like, "What?" he retired young because he you was tired be- of blocking for <laughs> subpar products.
0: Right. It, Every year you got to adjust your blocking to the particular quarterback. You may have a pocket quarterback. You may have a quarterback that runs out the pocket.
1: Hello? I don't know who froze. I'm going to assume that it's him, and he'll get it together. And I'm going to keep talking about the Cleveland Browns for a second. The Cleveland Browns are an organization that gave Freddie Kitchens a job. I don't even think the guy's in the NFL anymore or coaching anywhere. I think he was with the Giants at some point, maybe last year or the year before. No longer there. Uh, they let Hugh Jackson stay on the team for uh, <laughs> a 1-31 record or something. They just left him out there to go just to be bad. All of the other teams in this, you can say the Bengals stunk and whatever for a while, but even Marvin Lewis was very competitive. And if the one-year Carson Palmer doesn't blow his knee out, the Bengals actually had something nice uh, cooking for them in that that season. Um, But now they have Burrow. They just went and rebuilt their offensive line. There was no way that they were going to be able to compete because I think they finally got Stefanski, who is a good coach and somebody that, Can bring a tradition of winning. He seems very stable and smart and knows exactly what he wants. Uh, You know, like I think that uh, honestly, Stefanski would have been just as happy getting Kirk Cousins as he is having Deshaun Watson, right? I just went on a rant about the Browns and talked about. I don't know what happened. Technical difficulties, but
0: it's good, it's good. But um, it's 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 all good. I, just, what
1: I, what I was just telling your audience that this is an organization that gave Freddie kitchens a job. They left Hugh Jackson out there for a one in 31 record or whatever he had over a two year season, which was awful. And they have just, they've been made bad decision after bad decision. Even the, the Baker Mayfield pick first overall was just horrendously bad. So like, and not even, I'm not even looking at it in hindsight. It's like, I don't really remember anybody saying Baker should have been the number one pick. Like they could have technically tried to trade back a little, a little bit, and still gotten Baker, and given the given themselves some draft capital. Capital. It, it just My, it's a bad it's a bad situation.
0: I know. Overall, it's always gonna be a bad situation. When you're talking about the Cleveland Browns. Let's just give raw thoughts. But um, I feel like in their mind, because they are the Cleveland Browns, they have to take another risk. Like yeah. Everything they done done, everything they done sabotage has been, like, the worst. But it's like, we've been taking these risks this, this long. Why not take a risk on something that may be possible? Out of every quarterback, I think of this team, if Deshaun Watson is healthy, national champion at Clemson, um, if he can play, probably be suspended, depending on what it is. And who knows? Maybe, just like I told you about the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, maybe the Cleveland Browns get lucky and he don't get suspended for nothing. Some people say he may get suspended. Right now they're saying the people that a while back they was going to say something about the civil suit, everybody dropped out. So I don't know what happened. They're just saying they're not going to file no more charges. So maybe it works in their favor to where like, hey, it's dead, it's done, it's over with. But for me, any other team might have said, oh, let's pump the brakes. Cleveland Browns, either the Detroit Lions would have done it, would have been like, we get it because they have nothing to lose at this moment. Like, they're really at the point where they don't have nothing to lose. The Cleveland Browns dynasty, all that stuff, has nothing to lose. Um, I'll get to that in a second. Bringing Deshaun Watson in there, they let let go of um, Jarvis Landry, who's still a free agent, Amari Cooper. They still got good tight end. Strong running game. A quarterback like that under Stefanski may work. I mean, we just seen the Bengals. Win the AFC North with Lamar Jackson is pretty much saying I'm holding out so I get all the bank, which is good luck with that. To you don't know who quarterback in Pittsburgh <laughs> to Cleveland Browns, they may have a shot at AFC North as at this moment. If they have a decent play out of Deshaun Watson, if he plays the way we know Deshaun Watson to play. Because Deshaun Watson hasn't had these weapons that we're, we're looking at, and who knows, Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry may resign. Who knows with Odell Beckham situation? He may come back to Cleveland now. We don't know. I'm just saying that the cars are playing out right. We have the right quarterback, and it almost makes you seem like was Baker the it factor or not. But like you said, they've been making some dumb moves lately. Now, if he doesn't get caught, if he doesn't get in trouble, we get to see is this a win or not? Now you got a quarterback who made a lot of money who's going to make more money with Cleveland who didn't play a whole year, got a whole, his bones, his body is healthy. You know, and now you're asking him to go play for the Cleveland Browns, which is a winnable, winnable division right now because you don't know what Mr. Trubisky is going to do in Pittsburgh. We don't know what Baltimore going to do. If Baltimore, for what my best friend said, he's a diehard Baltimore fan, he said, for I'm maybe he lying because I don't know. I ain't even looked at it yet. He talking like, Lamar looking for 480 million. And if he's looking for that, it's the and only thing that's gonna be in Baltimore is Lamar Jackson. <laughs> that's about so, it. The, it's,
1: there's a lot of stuff going into it. The cap is gonna go up like 20% uh each of the next two years, which helps out with stuff like mm-hmm. that. Lamar Jackson's also gonna play on the franchise tag. That's kind of he wants to go the Kirk Cousins route. Uh so he wants to
0: all the guarantee get- money. Yeah,
1: he wants to get as much guaranteed money as he can uh, before he like really locks into a long-term deal. At least that's what it sounds like. So that's a couple years away. I do think Baltimore has done some nice things this offseason. It's unfortunate they lost out on Zendarius Smith, but I, th- I think the Ravens have done okay, and they're getting back a lot of talent from injury. I'll just say this lastly about the Browns. The Browns have put themselves in a situation because I haven't, I didn't read the contract fully with the uh, with uh, Deshaun Watson, but if for some reason that he does get in trouble and misses a bunch of time or whatever it is or gets a big suspension, like he's still getting all that, like they're going to be paying him all that money and starting Case Keenum or trying to trade for Jimmy G for one year or something like that, right? So. It's it could be that, a very messy situation. Can you not hear me? I can hear you perfect.
0: Okay. I right, made sure. I was gonna bring up another question because it hit me in the head right then. Shout out to Essential Collections, Essential Collections, authentic bath product products, lotion, cream, big growth. Working on it, smell good. You see it, WWW essential E-S-C-E-N-T-U-A-L collections.square.site. Use the promo code RAWMIND. you get a 15% discount. Use the promo code RAWMIND. you get a 15% discount. And and by the way, people, I'm at it. Original show tomorrow, I'm going to have mayor candidate of the local area in Taubo, North Carolina, Brandy Chappell on. She'll be on to kind of give her raw thoughts for about 15 minutes or, or so. You know, make sure you check it out. You know, Tony, we'll see what it is. So, uh, the question now, since you brought up Kirk Cousins, because I'm, I'm going to go back to that. Did Washington mess up with Kirk Cousins? Because for right now, Kirk Cousins has been getting a lot of guaranteed money and good contracts at that.
1: So I think that they did mess up by letting go of Kirk Cousins. I don't think that it would have put them... In a position where they would have, uh, oh, Cortland. i, Cortland, I what's
0: up, man? How you doing, Cortland, man? Doing been, been well, man.
1: I, I poured a little out for you. Uh, poured out a little <laughs> liquor during the playoffs because I—that was your chance. That was your chance to make a run last year, and you guys. Broke. Um, <laughs> so, I, oh I do think Washington made a mistake letting him go away because Kirk Cousins is a reliable, stable quarterback. And now, if you get to the situation where you have a guy like Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera could win games with Kirk Cousins. Like, he just needs somebody to be efficient on offense. And he, well, he gets time to put in a defensive system and get his guys in there and really play. I, I think they'll be better this year with Carson Wentz. And they missed out on somebody who's a good leader, who's a stable human being, which that organization really needs stability. Like, that was one team people are like, why aren't they in the the Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson sweepstakes? Because they don't need any more drama in that organization. They got email scandals. They got an owner that's apparently like a monster that everybody talks about and they need to get rid of (laughs) him, but they can't. They're trying to get rid of a, a nickname that half the country's deemed as horribly racist. Like, they have so much stuff going on there. Kirk Cousins would have been a beacon of light and just like, Somebody who dives into football, his faith, and his family. And that's what he has, and that's what he loves and he knows. And they needed a guy like that. And they they didn't make it happen. And they would have been fine. Now imagine if Kirk Cousins would have been playing these last couple of years with Terry McLaurin. We'd be looking at Terry McLaurin as a top 10 receiver in the NFL. Instead, he's had sketchy QB play, and it's like, we don't know how good he really is. I do. He's been catching the ball from guys that are backups in the league, and he's been dominated. <laughs> Give him somebody, you know, like look at what Justin Jefferson does with Kirk Cousins. So I do think they
0: messed up. I gotta go to this question real quick before we get to the next one. My boy yep. Derrick Thomas die hard for nine, like me. Bang bang nine game. I have one question: how much do you think will Debo get paid? And how much do you think will Bosa get paid? I'll let you go with it, Tony. Although you're not a 49ers fan, you go with it though. The real no. Bosa is on in San Francisco, by the way.
1: Okay, <laughs> the the real Bosa. <laughs> The original Bota,
0: the he was just born a drum, little early. That's all. That's all. <laughs>
1: He's I. Uh, I can't. He's the younger brother. Made the all, the uh, all pro team over him. I'll say this about uh, the Debo situation, and I think the thing that's weird, and we're eventually going to talk about Tyree Kill. The packages that people are getting for wide receivers, the Raiders got a first and a second for Devontae the Dolphin, you know, like the Chiefs got a bunch of picks first second round and fourth round picks for Tyreek Hill. If you're the 49ers and you have Trey Lance and you're about to rebuild and Debo's not technically like, you know, he's a great piece and a great wide receiver and you don't want to lose him and you want to keep him. But if Debo wants some of this, like, Get in on this $27 million a year range, $25 million a year with D Hop and whatever. I could definitely see the 49ers trading Debo Samuel. And I know that will break your heart, but I guarantee you that some team would come out of their pocket with at least at least a couple of like first, second round picks. Like if Devontae got what he got and Debo's younger. I think that they would consider shopping him. And, and that's there. The the Bosa thing, Bosa's just gonna get paid top dollar defensive end dollar. When he comes up, when it's his time,
0: they you just get him a this year.
1: Yeah, you <clears throat> you run you run him a a giant, you 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 basically open up the bank of Bosa. Like you don't even give him money, you just buy a bank and it's now his and everything and all the money in it is now Nick Bosa's. Because you cannot you can't lose him. You can't lose pass rushers, you can't lose quarterbacks, and it's it's just the way of the world. Receiver, some like I think Debo's great, but I'd rather take a chance of trying to replace him than Bosa. And I think they could get a lot of picks. We've already seen they gave up so much for Trey Lance. They might need to get something back to to recoup a potential mistake because now we're hearing rumors about Jimmy G. Oh, well, you know, maybe we want to get him in the right spot. You had time to get him in the right spot before the surgery was announced. Why didn't you Yeah, yeah right? that's what
0: I was going to say, too. Like, they had time. I think the situation – that's what I was telling you a while back. The Jimmy G situation was personal. And, by the way, shout out to Jimmy G, man, even though he hurt. I see Jimmy G on the East Coast more than anybody, man. Jimmy G on every Subway commercial. I don't know how he got it. He even got the grumble on the old Sugar, the Cougar, saying, hey, he is cute, though. You know, so Jimmy G still making some more money on the outside on this Subway commercial. Wait, you don't don't know how Jimmy
1: G gets endorsements? The dude is a freaking underwear model. Like, (laughs) he's got the perfect jawline and the perfect scruff. Like... What what company out there on Madison Avenue isn't looking around going like, well, I don't want that, you know, homely looking fella on my, you know, like it's it's Jimmy G. He's better looking <laughs> than he was a football player like he could make way more money.
0: So look, that. that's what i was saying. So uh, they had plenty of time to get rid of him, And that's what got me. So like they was too, too, too patient. They should have went with Pittsburgh, offered them something. They didn't want to take Pittsburgh's offer. Um, Colts gave him something. They wanted more. Um, those two teams for sure, because they end up. Because soon as the Aaron Rodgers, it was like I said a few weeks ago, and maybe I said it with you. I don't, I don't even remember. Soon as Aaron Rodgers was going back to Green Bay for that contract, all the domino effects start falling. Carson Wentz to Washington. We didn't know about the Saints. Tom Brady, breaking news! I'm coming back to Tampa Bay. Okay, that's out the way.
1: Yeah, to the Broncos.
0: Broncos, rush to the Broncos. That was the first one actually. Hit, I think. Yeah, to the Broncos. Then you have, you know what, Jimmy or Matt Ryan. We'll take, we'll take Matt Ryan. So the Indianapolis coach say, Matt Ryan. The Saints say, you know what? Forget it. We're gonna go back with famous Jameis for for a couple of years. And that was when the time when he actually had the surgery. So they had plenty of time to shop him before the surgery. It's the thing, like it's logic to me. I, 49ers can say what they don't want to say as a Doward fan, it was logic. Once he had surgery, ain't nobody going after Jimmy G, and they don't know how he's going to come out after this surgery. That was common sense. So it was like, okay, he had surgery. We can't see him in OTAs. We ain't talking about training camp. We want to see can he run our system then so we can figure out stuff. The crazy part is for the people, Jimmy G honestly could have went anywhere because his full guarantee of 23 million Ain't due to week one. People don't even know that, so they could have took a shot. That's why the coach took. We're gonna take a shot because, like, we can actually see what he is before we win, before we get him. And if we don't like him, we can cut him. His initial contract doesn't is not guaranteed until week one, literally, and I know that for a fact, and I didn't look it up, but nobody took a chance on him, right?
1: Well, that doesn't make any sense because if they aren't on the books for anything then
0: they then they could just cut him. Right. That's the thing. The 49 that's the next part I'm about to tell you. Raw thoughts. You ready for Raw thoughts? I'm going to bring you up, Courtland, I see a little comment down there about um, A.J. Brown. Um, He said, um, we'll talk about that. The 49ers are looking at this not as a business move, but as a personal move. He ain't Baker Mayfield. He ain't causing chaos. He's, you know, even though he's been the starter quarterback, whether we like him or not, He's been to two NFC championships. When he's starting, he's won games regardless of his issue. The 49ers are taking a different approach compared to most teams. Most teams would have thrown him out the door. But they're like, Jimmy is a leader. The locker room loves him. We're not just going to throw him out the door. We feel sorry. He's like family to us, even if he's not even with the 49ers next year. For you as a fan, for me as a fan, for people who know business, he would have been out the door early. So, when I'm telling you this, I'm telling you this literally, listening to Jay Yort's everyday interview on the podcast. It's like he's saying, You are shoving his family
1: bullshit right now.
0: No, I'm telling but you, go to Jay Yort's. I know you're a Josh fan. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's
1: my raw thoughts on what you just said. You think that there's some sort of sentiment involved in this? Like, maybe a middle, like, a very, very small part. I'm gonna hit you with another they're question trying too, to get leverage back, they're trying to get back leverage for Jimmy G and get him off because if they have to bring him to camp and he has to compete, chances are Jimmy G, who's been in this offense for so many years, is gonna look better and it's gonna put pressure on them starting the time right, right. on Trey Lance.
0: So, what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is this, since you said that, this is why I say it's it's a middle situation. When I say middleman, it's a middle situation from both ends. Yeah, they're trying to get leverage on Jimmy G, but I'm about to give you some raw thoughts here. I'm glad we had this conversation on both um um Tony Tucker. The leverage they want, nobody wants to give. So the 49ers are it's like a stubborn relationship. I want this, but everybody in the league is saying we're not giving you that for him. He's not, even though he because everybody is, is basing their principle on he won so many games. The league is saying, no, your defense won games. Debo Samuel won you games. Not Jimmy G won you games. So when you're trying to give that to another team on a business principle, they're probably going to say, I don't care what you're saying about Jimmy G. So now they are kind of stuck because nobody wants Jimmy G for what the 49ers are trying to give Jimmy G away for. And that's the wrong thoughts. That's why they're stuck. So they're saying, now we don't want to release him because, like you said, you are correct. We want to hold him and see if somebody's going to give up something. Nobody's still not going to give up nothing because everybody sees the principal as Jimmy G is a good quarterback who knows how to keep the offense together. But is he a game-changing quarterback? No, we're not giving you two first rounds for Jimmy G. And I think the stubbornness of John Lynch and the organization and, and, and Peter Scrag, that's saying we can get this. You're not going to get this. The, only way they get this, and I'm going to tell you the only smart thing they're doing right now, and I hate to say it like this, raw thoughts. The only way they're going to get what they want if a star quarterback from OTAs and training camp gets hurt and be out for the season. That's the only way. If that doesn't happen, they're going to be stuck with that. And I say to myself, like, why? That's why I say it's a sentiment issue in it because of that concept is Jimmy G, but they're still stuck in their minds that they're going to get what they want. They're not going to get what they want. So that's I, why they're I stuck. It. Go I love ahead, when ahead. you're
1: like you're painting this picture as if they care about Jimmy G. They traded away three first round picks to get his replacement and all of a sudden they love him and they feel bad for him or whatever. They don't care about Jimmy Garoppolo at all. Even Kyle Shanahan in the interview the other day, he goes, hey, he, said Jimmy? It's
0: two he don't know.
1: You know Jimmy's a private guy and he kind of keeps to himself or whatever. We haven't really <laughs> talked in a couple months. Yeah, right. Because Jimmy's upset because he wasn't moved. You said you were gonna to try to move him to a good situation. True. The Colts offered you something you didn't want it. Pittsburgh offered you something. Those are two good situations they passed up on to screw around That's with him, amazing. and now he's upset. So yeah, I agree. I you think, dare you think Jimmy G about... is
0: hurt? You think Jimmy G upset or?
1: I think Jimmy G's pissed because if if you're if you're not if you're saying you're moving on to the next guy and you passed up opportunities to trade me to the Steelers or the Colts, he's at home going, who are you leaving me for? You're going to leave me to the the Seahawks? I agree. The Seahawks realize that Drew Locke isn't the answer, and they offer you a fifth-round pick, and I got to go play
0: with Russell's leftovers? And the sad part is they're not going to even trade him to Seattle because it's in division, so they're not going to do that. So now you are right. Now I agree with that. I agree with that part. Like, you should have traded me to the Pittsburgh. You should have traded me to the Colts while you had the chance. The only thing left is the Houston Texans. Like, if they left, you know he's not going there. He might say, man, you know what? I'd rather sit behind here and get this $23 behind Trey Lance and just figure my team out from another year if they allow it.
1: The biggest mistake, I think, that they weren't on the same page because I think it was John Lynch came out after the loss or whatever and said, yeah, we're going to work to try Or maybe it was Kyle. Maybe we're going to work to try to get Jimmy to a good spot, Right. And Kyle's always sort of like big on competition and, and stuff like that. We, you know, we're going to yeah. compete and compete for the job, whatever, even though you you most likely know that he has to move on to Trey Lance, unless Trey's just a total disaster, this off season workouts and whatever. I don't believe that I to be the it. case. I, abl- I, uh, I agree it. with DT's next comment. I think that Trey has a chance to be the best dominant Quarterback in the NFC for like the foreseeable future because Matt Stafford's at the end. Aaron Rodgers may end up at a retreat it's somewhere in you know the desert of California doing peyote and never come back to play football. And Tom Brady has to retire at some point. And so like,
0: this is what we agree on. Like you said about Derek, me and you agree on the same thing. I know Ray Lee told me the other day like you got to be joking about Trey Lance being the starter and getting y'all out of the NFC. He's still stuck on the LA Rams. You know, they made a big move today. So what I was saying is I'm, I'm going to hit you with another one. You ready for this? Yes. You do know John Lynch had a chance to make a lot more money on Amazon Prime as a sports analyst, but decided to come back to San Francisco for five million. That leaves me at a point where like, this is where we at. <laughs>
1: But, but I think that, like, when you love football as much and you have a chance to be an architect of a football team, like, who would – as fans, I sit around all day and look at the draft projecting who I think the Chargers might get in, like, the fifth round. I look and I'm like, oh, look at this linebacker, uh, you know, out of Alcorn State that nobody's heard of. Like, he's big and rangy and whatever. Now imagine if you actually got to be in the room and just like have this. It's like it's fantasy football, but for real. You get to pick right. these players, you get to assemble something, and then you get to watch them perform and succeed. You can't get joy from being in the booth on Thursday <laughs> night football and next That's to some.
0: That's only us. That's only us. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I
1: mean, maybe if they open up some like you know, HBO presentation of the game. And you could get on there and you could really just have some drinks and start cussing and having fun. All these booth jobs. If you say anything now that's even remotely offensive, you have to apologize after what I think Romo apologized for something last year. And uh, Collins were, they're all just like, Oh, I didn't even know this was insensitive. Do you know how hard it is to talk into a microphone for three and a half hours, be entertaining, engaging, and everything, and then not say something that might be offensive, to the point where these guys are just boring. I turn the sound down most of the time. I'm
0: like, oh, this is really and, tough to listen to. And now you got Joe Buck going to Monday Night Football, him and Troy Aitman, his tag team partner. So I'm trying to figure out what Fox is going to do. But you see what Cortland um, put right here, Raw thoughts, Jimmy needs to go to Giants. You, you sound like my daddy over here, because my daddy been talking about Jimmy G. He's <laughs> swimming down Jimmy G, not a bad quarterback. My daddy's a Giants fan. He'd be like, I'll take him right now for Daniel Jones. He said, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, because he just ain't that. My dad literally says this all the time to me about Jimmy G. He's not a bad quarterback. I don't know what y'all are talking about. You're, you're, I'm not saying your he's a father bad quarterback. related
1: to Mike Tyson? What was that impression? That's look, what like your dad sounds a, like?
0: Yeah, I couldn't get it out, you know, my voice. But he's a New <laughs> Yorker, born in the Bronx, born and raised, Yankee fans, Giants fans. He's a Tar Heel fan, which we disagree on. I'm a Duke fan. So he's coming over this weekend. We gonna grill on the on grill and I don't know what he gonna do when they lose. I'm just saying raw thoughts. But uh, <laughs> Jimmy, G, Jimmy G. is an upgrade
1: over Daniel Jones for me. I'm done with Jan- Daniel Jones. I tried to give him uh, a chance last year. I've talked to a few people who think Brian Dable's the answer because of what he did with Josh Allen. I've not seen Daniel Jones ever look anything remotely like what Josh uh, Josh Allen looked like in his. Even in his rookie year, when he was having trouble with accuracy, Daniel Jones been
0: around. Me and my dad had a debate, so I'm gonna let you give me the. This is year
1: four, I believe. This is year four for him. I think he may have been in the. He was in the draft right after Josh Allen and all those guys, and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. It's all starting to blur together now, but I think Daniel Jones is entering year four.
0: So, shout out to All Star Sports. A-C-C-S, give them a call at 252-231-0238. She shops, not shops, excuse me. She mails. She gives it to you wherever. She has every single team, NFL, NBA, NHL, in her store. Shot glasses, all of the above. She has it all. With that being said, get a call. Use promo code RAWMIND. Use promo code RAWMIND. She got a special surprise for you. With that being said, Next topic, what do we say about Baker Mayfield now? He went, boo-hoo, I don't want to be here if you're shopping me. To now, where am I going? Uh,
1: Baker's in another one of those Jimmy G situations where the best scenario is somebody else's downfall, is that he can he can sort of rise and come up on the back of the misfortune of of another player because he was really in the perfect situation. And we've talked about this several times on your show. And every time I get in front of a microphone, Baker Mayfield's best route to success is what he had in Cleveland. The problem is, is that that is not going to necessarily work long-term when you're in a division with Lamar Jackson, who wins games late, and Joe Burrow, who wins games late. And you're going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. The Steelers defense is retooling on the fly. They're doing a great job. And they're going to be very solid. Um, So you can't have Baker back there, even though he went and won a playoff game. You can't have a situation where he's the person you're looking to in the fourth quarter to bring you back. Like, that's the way they look at it. So what teams really could he, realistically, could he thrive on and have success? The Colts. Colts said they'd rather have a 47-year-old Matt Ryan. And I think that's a smart move. I would have rather had Matt Ryan over Baker Mayfield too. So like I look around, maybe the bucks and maybe the Rams where he goes and he just sits and he sits behind an old guy. And maybe, you know, especially with Brady, you could have the spin where Brady comes out and says, Baker's been the best teammate. He's been in here every day, grinding in the playbook with me. That's if I were Baker, I would rehabilitate my image. I'd go to Tampa for a year be a grown-up, cause no distractions, be a cheerleader for Tom Brady, and then now all of a sudden you hit the open market. The problem with any of it is nobody wants to pay their backup $18 million. So I don't know what they're going to do with him. i believe I'm at some point pay a
0: backup $23 million. Just, Just though.
1: But with Jimmy G, it's different because at least he's a team guy. Baker is not. Like... I haven't heard anything from Jimmy, and they said they were going to trade him like 15 seconds after the season ended. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> even a week, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, he's gonna he's out there uh, in Greece doing some underwear modeling, and then we're gonna trade him. <laughs> that's what's gonna happen." That was not the case. Like with with Baker, was already talking, and they didn't even have Deshaun, so it's like. There is no good spot. There's no good perfect spot because he already blew that perfect spot in Cleveland.
0: Doesn't I know work. We, um, anyway. I know we got a. Uh, let me see. I know we got like eight minutes because you got to go. Quick yep. thoughts, Roth. Thoughts. I'm gonna let you handle it. Um, Todd Bowles, new head coach. Ten bit Does it make a difference? Yes or no? It does.
1: Um, uh, I really love this hire for them. This promotion for Todd Bowles. I think that it's a more harmonious situation on a day-to-day basis for Tom Brady. And that's really what's important, right? Because it's this whole, like, he brags about, oh, I like to cuss people out. But I think Brady's almost kind of playing this, like, weird semi-retirement while he's still playing thing where it's like, I want to be down here and compete, but I want to do it in an environment where I have fun and I have autonomy and, I, and I'm working one-on-one with Byron Leftwich, who I get along with really well, and we can have a lot of success. I don't want somebody coming in and ruining that, and I don't want somebody cussing at me. I don't think he hates B.A. I think right, that right. Braden's like really just wants to be left alone, um, and I think Todd Bowles is a good coach. I think he got a bad deal with the Jets. That was a bad team, bad QBs, but the defenses were always competitive. We saw what he did in the Super Bowl. I think it's a great move for them, and I'm happy for Todd Bowles. So wins all around, I guess.
0: All right. Wagner, L.A. What happened? Wagner in L.A. Linebacker. Got you, got you, got
1: you. Bobby Wags. I was really Bobby hoping Ryan, he, yeah. he wanted to come home. He's from a little like uh, town east of the city, and I was hoping it would be the Chargers. We didn't. We could have made the money, and we could have made it work to get him here for sure. Um, but if you look at Brandon Staley and his type of defense. He doesn't seem to value the middle linebacker, the inside backers, uh, at the same rate as everybody else, right? That was the same the the defense he had with the Rams, even the Bears. He likes the edge rushers, he likes the big guys up front. Like, this is his style. We just let Kaiser White go, who I was one of my favorite chargers. He went to the Eagles for five million dollars or something. I was like, why are we not signing this guy at 144 tackles last year? And we just let him walk out the door, anyways. Um, I think the signing for Bobby Wagner is great for him. He got paid a lot of money. He gets to play Seattle again. It's a, it's a big name to add to the marquee. And I'm sure I'm going to see pictures of him all over promotions, all over LA, him and Khalil Mack. like, it's, it's fun. It's fun for the city for us to get stars. And I don't think that over the last 10 years, there's been a better, like non-offensive football player. Like I can't think of anybody who's been better than him for a decade. Uh, that that doesn't play on the offensive side of the football. So
0: I'm real, happy for. Real, it. real quick, time taking. Will Miami make the playoffs or win it in it or win the AFC East? Can they do both?
1: So I haven't fully made up my mind on this. I liked what they were doing before, right? So before they got Tyree Kill and they got Arms, uh, Ar- Tehran Armstead. Am I saying his name right? Anyways, the guy, the tackle from New Orleans. Before they got those two players, which are huge, you get your left tackle, and then you get the most explosive offensive piece in the league within three days. For me, the clock is on, Tua. Tua, you have zero excuses. And what's going to happen is they're going to need him in a couple of games to come up big. Maybe the defense doesn't quite live up to what they were supposed to do, and they're going to need him to get back there And really let it rip to see what they have. I kind of have been saying this like I think Kyler Murray, if he doesn't get a deal, tries to force his way to Miami. Like next year. Like, I think they would pay him a bunch of money. I think he would like it down there. They move some things, cut some guys, reach whatever they have to do. The NFL's salary cap all seems
0: fake. It's it's a joke. And and with Derek, I love I really love listening to y'all. Both I get a lot of knowledge of sports or anything y'all talk about, and I really love the show Prime Time. Jones got to have me on one podcast show one day. I might know more about the sport y'all do. Y'all get all the update and info. <laughs> no words, bring it, just bring it. With that being said, we couldn't get a chance. Ray Lynn did come on. Um <laughs> I was gonna say visit. I was gonna the say like,
1: raw thoughts. Derek, so Derek, he like gave us a compliment. Then it seemed like he was then trying to like kind of backhand compliment, like yeah, take it back. back. And then he's like, wait, actually, it was a typo. I meant I might not know. Yeah. The thing is to me, it's <laughs> not about it's not about like how much you know about sports. It's like just have an opinion. Bring it on, on, Courtland. Bring on it something on. and have fun. On, like, I I just like talking about sports and predictions. I started a new dumb tradition where when I say really wild things, Ryan, look at this. I'm going to do this from now on. I'm going <laughs> to tape it here. And then a year later, I'm going to go back. The Chargers signed tight end Gerald Everett. And I said that he's going to catch. Wow, he's going to have a, wow. a breakout year, right? And I, I said, and everybody's like, he'll never do that. That'd be whatever. And I go, he's got, he's got Justin Herbert as his quarterback. And he's going to go for eight touchdowns, 750 yards, 65 catches. And they were like, you can't just say stuff. I said, yes, I can say stuff. I just said it. And now I'm going to put it on the wall and we can revisit when I'm right a year from now. So well, it, We're going to leave the show fun.
0: with our favorite slogans. Your favorite slogan, but my favorite slogan is Raw Thoughts. Shout out to Tony Tucker. You already know who he is. I'm going to say, bang, bang, not again. What you going to say? <laughs> Bolt up! Right there. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, y'all check me out tomorrow night on my weekly episode, Air Friday, 7 p.m. I'm going to have the Sports Ram. I'm going to have my boy Get a Bucket Pod on the show. He's going to talk about March Madness, the Final Four. Sports Ram is going to bring all the sports news they have. And we also going to have a local candidate in my area, Mayor Candidate, Brandon Chapel, coming on to talk about what she could do for the community in my area. With that being said, Raw Thoughts, Raw Mind, Tony Tucker, DT is out.
1: Court, (laughs) thank you, gentlemen. (laughs) Enjoy talking with you.